I was watching this thing the other day and I was kind of reading up on it a tiny bit as well. It was about this guy who lived in a house by himself. Mm -hmm. I think he um, had been living there for like a number of years anyway. So he would work like a various kind of like shift pattern. So he would be working like night shifts, day shifts. I don't know if he was like a truck driver or whatever, but Mm -hmm. kind of like an occupation that it requires you to be out of the house quite a lot. Yeah, coming and going. Yeah. Yeah. So he would like always stock up the fridge and all that kind of business. And he started noticing after a period of time that food in the house would go missing and stuff would be like placed in different areas from where he left it. Okay. And he kind of thought that maybe it was like him, right? Like, because he didn't have any family. Nobody else had access to the house or anything. It was just like a bungalow kind of like, you know. Okay, so like, yeah, coming in after night shift or whatever and forgetting you've had a cup of tea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So more or less, like what he did just to kind of like give himself peace of mind because he was away so much and he definitely thought he was losing the shit. Mm-hmm. So he installed CCTV around his house, like cameras and stuff. Um, and it turns out, whenever he reviewed the footage, whenever these things would go amiss later on down the line, that somebody was actually living in his attic. Oh, no. Without his knowledge. Oh, no. Yeah, so they would either wait until he's gone or wait until he's asleep, and then they would come down, you know, and the CCTV would be like them, like watching TV, drinking beer, and then they would like fill it up with water and put the cap back on and put it in like back in the refrigerator. Yeah, teenage tactics, yep. Yeah, which is, you know, it's smart smart tactics. Like That's so creepy though. Right? Isn't it? Just knowing there's someone like above you when you're sleeping. Yeah. Don't like that. I think it's like, it's more like the realization, you know, whenever you're like, I don't know if you do know this, but like if you have a, like a mouse or a rat in your house, you can hear the scratching. Oh yeah. Um, but you kind of like think originally that you're like, nah, it's not, that's not a mouse, that's not a rat. <laughs> and then the more that you gather the fact is that there's a rodent there, you're like, oh, Did I ever tell you about the time my mom and I lived in this really old like cottage in the countryside? And <laughs> this is when I was in school and she used to, like I was so spoiled, she used to come and bring me my breakfast in the mornings before I had to get out of bed. Right. And I was like, Typical teenager, I was like, no, five more minutes of sleeping. So I would like put the bowl of cereal or whatever on the floor. Yeah. And I woke up one morning and there was a mouse in my bowl of cornflakes. Yeah, the fuck out, <laughs> man. Like, I was going to say, I hope you left her a good review on TripAdvisor. But after that, no. It was a traumatic way to start the day. But didn't we watch a movie recently about like a, like a dude living in someone's attic? Oh, yeah. Like the horror movie? Yeah. The dude with the frog mask. Dude, what was it? What was the name of that? Uh, I, was it called I See You? I think yes, yes, I See You. It was about yeah. It was kind and of I like got a, like there was a big twist in it. It yeah. got crazy. It's kind of like a dual parallel storyline, mm-hmm. right? So the first half of the movie they go through one person's perspective. I think it's the people that's like living in the house. Yeah, and then the second one, it goes through with the the people who's like. Sneaking in. Sneaking in. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we're not going to spoil alert it, but if you haven't seen I See You, I would highly recommend it. It's a good it. watch. Yeah. It's creepy as hell. And yeah, speaking of creepy, <laughs> what a segue. Here's us. <laughs> <laughs> ba No, that's definitely not our entrance. <laughs> Imagine just like jumping in the room and be like, ba Are you okay? Were all the other sound effects taken? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, welcome to the first episode of Ghost Waves. Uh, Just to kind of give you a rundown of who we are and what this podcast is about, whether you're listening to this on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Music, wherever it is, uh, uh, or if you're watching it on YouTube, um, just want to say that my name is Ryan and this is Rachel. Hi. Hi. So that was like a, a more kind of like, this is Rachel. Not like, this, <laughs> this is, is Rachel. Rachel? <laughs> yeah. That's your name, right? Uh, yes. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, so we, just to kind of like 
break us down and lead into how this affects the podcast, I guess, because our personalities are a big part of this, I would say. Is that, is that, yeah? That's the, That's fair to say. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Whenever you don't say anything, I immediately like sweat. <laughs> no, I'm, then I'm, let, like, I'm letting, you, I'm letting oh, you speak. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would be like, uh, kind of like a, a big fan of paranormal uh, ghostly kind of stuff, urban legends, myths, lore. I'm like a massive horror enthusiast. I've always been like kind of really into that stuff ever since I was really young. Um, and yeah, I just kind of wanted to, I suppose, get my thoughts out on a podcast in this kind of way because, I don't know, there's a lot of interesting facts out there. There's a lot of interesting stuff out there and it's kind of nice to talk about it in a comfortable environment. Rachel, over to you. Well, it all started. Nope. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, no, I guess I'm similar. Yeah. I'm similar. I, like as a kid, I was like super goth. Mm. Uh, so I always loved like ghosts and like horror movies I loved more when I was younger. Now I'm a little bit more scared. Like I'll still watch them with you. Yeah. And I want to watch them, but I just, I, I think I have too much of an overactive brain. Yeah, that's uh, true. So I guess now I'm more like fantasy. Yeah. I like more like myths and legends and fantastical. And I like like the truth behind things as well. Right. Like I'm like a myth buster kind of Would fan. you say you're like a complete skeptic? No, definitely not a complete skeptic. It's like, <laughs> I want to believe. Right. But also there's a little part of me that's like, well, what's the science there? Yeah. Uh, so I think we like, we tend to have like a lot of like discussions. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would be definitely along the line of taking things at face value. Like I watch a lot of like, you know, real horror ghost videos mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube. Spend hours kind of like, you know, going down the rabbit hole as such. Yeah. And... Yeah, like, I kind of take it at face value, unless it's, like, really obviously bad CGI yeah. or, you know, your friend standing in a corner with a mask type thing. I kind of get into it, but I wouldn't say that I'm, like, completely, like, engrossed in it. I kind of do take a step back and I'm, like, realistic about it. However, I feel like as if you're more harshly realistic. I think I just have to convince myself it's fake. <laughs> Yeah, you don't, <laughs> Otherwise, you, I won't sleep. Yeah, you don't want stuff. No. <laughs> you don't want somebody being in your attic. No, 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 no. Definitely not. No, I don't think so. But yeah, in these uh, in these kind of episodes that we're going to be putting out, we're going to be focusing on the spooky, paranormal, ghostly kind of adventures. And yeah, it would be really nice for Rachel to kind of go along that journey with me. And I suppose I'm going to be going on a journey with you during this as well. We'll chat about it. We'll learn together. So, like, you see how I just, like, explain everything and you're just like, oh, we have something lined up, but you ain't gonna know what it is until (laughs) I talk about it. I was trying to, like, tease you out of uh, telling me what your topic is today. It's not gonna happen. Okay. I've had my notes hidden. Yeah, you have. It was actually been, like, really secretive because we printed off notes and... You know, you could hear the printer going in the big room. And then I come in and like Rachel's like honkered over the printer. She's like, don't you dare look. It's like, you need like walking in like a golem thing. You're like, don't look. <laughs> don't look at me. Like hissing, like cowering over the printer. <laughs> Just like hissing in the background. Spraying me away like you can't. But uh, yeah, we, we, do you want to get into my, my topic? Of Let's do it. So what are we talking about today? Okay, so what I have lined up. Uh, is urban legends and myths. Okay. So before I kind of like dive into what they are, as in what an urban legend is, or educate anybody who doesn't know, I'm just going to ask you, do you know any urban legends? I know like the famous ones. Okay. So I know like, like the, like Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. And Bigfoot and, and even like, more recent ones like the clown killer things that were going around youtube oh yeah, yeah do you remember them yeah is it like the people who were dressed up as clowns yeah yeah uh but it's not really my thing yeah it's more your area of expertise i would say yeah so you'll know a lot more than i will 
Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Ever since I was like really young, there used to be this like magazine that I had called Spine Chiller. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of like where I think I started to get really fascinated with this kind of stuff. Spine Chiller. I don't know if it was just public published, sorry, in the UK, but it was kind of like a comic book style short, you know, uh, book that came out like every week. And it would have like various different like urban legends and myths and kind of like, it would have like a couple of like true stories, like true ghost stories and stuff or like eerie stuff from around the world, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and one of the main things that fascinated me was the actual urban legends because for anybody who doesn't know what an urban legend is, it's kind of started off as almost like a lesson. So people would tell these urban legends uh, with kind of like a moral to the story afterwards, you know. Okay, so sort of like a Brothers Grimm kind of vibe, like don't follow strangers into the woods just because they have candy because you'll get eaten by a witch. Like, right, yeah, well. But yeah. in a more like modern context, I guess. It would be, no, well, not like modern, but it, it would be more uh, factual. Okay. Factual. Okay. Right, so the stories always spawn from like a friend of a friend. So the person telling the story was never like the originator of the story. They always heard it from someone else. And it would be something along the lines of like, you know, uh, this guy was like picking up a hitchhiker. And then it turned out that the hitchhiker was like a mass murderer who was on the loose. Now, that's kind of like the person in the car behind flashing the headlights every time the killer rose up with a knife right yeah Yeah. so there would be kind of like stuff like that which would be like classic urban legends yeah and you know the moral of the story would be like always check your back seat or you know never you know give strangers lifts like hitchhikers and stuff yeah but it kind of snowballed from then uh like for those original stories to urban legends that would be like almost like cancel culture, I would say, of like companies. Okay. Um, so they would have something like, you know, a specific gum. Uh, you know, a popular ju- gum brand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know about it. Like, it's Wrigley's? No, no product placement. Okay. Figley's? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they would have like spider, spider eggs in the chewing gum. Yeah. Or like, you know, a famous water park would have like razor blades that's been like, glued to like the inside of like one of the slides and yeah there would just be like loads of these kind of like urbanizers that would almost like attack a company um and then yeah you even get urban legends in today's world like there's tiktok videos of people who like heard from a friend that you know they had this terrifying encounter with x y and z and then i would watch the tiktok and all these people are like oh my god this is crazy i'm like wait a minute i've heard I've read this whenever I was like 15 years old. This yeah. is not true. Yeah. So yeah, Urban Legends is still alive and well. However, leaning into my topic is that Urban Legends are obviously based as myth. Mm-hmm. So hence the urban myth, Urban Legend. Yeah. And what the weird thing is, is that somewhere along the decades of these stories being told, there was actual true stories or they find out that stories either that were urban legends turned out to be true or it turned out that somebody replicated an urban legend therefore making it true okay so what i have today for you and for anybody else that's listening and wants to kind of guess this is that i have six topics okay three of which are urban legends that turned out to be true, mm-hmm. and then three topics that are just urban legends. Oh, this is going to be hard. So, it is your duty. <laughs> nope. It is your duty <laughs> to, uh, to I guess, kind of, like, debunk the okay. bodies. Okay. So. Now, I feel like this is going to be super tough because... I'm going to try and apply logic to these, which probably isn't going to give me much. (laughs) There's probably not much logic to these at all. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've I've kind of chose topics that would be not particularly popular. However, they would be topics that uh, I guess would be almost 
I don't, I, I don't know. They're, they're kind of topics that, like, if you find out if they are true, you're like, how the hell? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like something that, because, you know. There's a few red herrings in there. Yeah. Crazy shit has happened. Yeah. In the world. Like, a lot of weird shit happens day and daily. Oh, yeah. That is not even documented. So I'm pretty sure you've heard a funky story from a friend about something that's happened. And you're like, that's not true. Mm-hmm, for and sure. it turned out that it was true. For sure. You know, so yeah, do you, do you want to get into that? Let's go. All right, cool. We'll get stuck in. So I have a list, no peeking, okay, since you don't allow me to. <laughs> and I'm just going to pick these at random as well. Uh, so now let me see. There is an urban legend and the legend, the way that I'm reading it out is I'm going to give you the, the topic line of it. And then I'm going to explain what the actual legend is. And then you have to tell me if you think it's true or if you think that it is false. Okay. And if you get it correct, well, regardless of whether you get it correct or not, I'm sure the listeners want to know the actual true story. So I'm going to tell the true story after your guess. Do I get a point? There are no point systems because that is unfair. <laughs> because I don't get any points. <laughs> and that makes me sad. Okay, that's fair. So bells were put on coffins in the Victorian era. I think I know this one. Okay. Yeah. So, like, bells... True. Were... That's it, the end. True? Next one. You're saying it's true? <laughs> Are you just going to, like, out me like that straight away? <laughs> no, carry on. Jesus fucking... <laughs> Man, you're one of these people that, like, drives whenever the light's amber. Yeah. You don't even wait for green. Yeah. Yeah. But... You get right. more points if you go fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speeding points on your license. But anyway, so, yeah, bells were actually put on coffins uh, for people who were buried so it was kind of like it was a strange thing i'm just going to kind of like scamper over this so around the time of mary shelley's frankenstein uh the book kind of came out and whenever it came out like a lot of people in the victorian era who were reading it kind of got this like sudden realization that a lot of people had potentially been buried alive so i don't know if you know how this ties into it with the whole frankenstein thing but obviously frankenstein's monster rising up from the grave, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, and it was mentioned in the actual book as well as like some kind of like, you know, urban urban myth, right? So what happened was is that like a lot of grave diggers, sorry, uh, went back to the graves of the recently deceased and they actually did find scratch marks on coffins. Oh no. Yeah. So like some of the corpses would have like their fingernails kind of like ripped off. Um, yeah. Kind of like they would be in a state of like surprise to stay in, whatever you want to yeah, call like it. Yeah, like sheer panic. Yeah. yeah. So, because back then, obviously, science isn't as advanced as it was now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever a doctor would feel someone's pulse or if somebody was cold to the touch, um, they automatically assumed that they were actually dead. Yeah. Whereas that wouldn't be the case because, you know, as we know in today's science, not that I'm a scientist, like people's heart rate can lower or you could be out in the cold for like an extended period of time as far as i'm aware it still happens people are like falsely pronounced dead oh yeah like i'm pretty sure if you like google it in the last like what decade there will be definitely a story yeah so yeah in order to kind of combat this i guess there was various ways of uh of doctors doing this one of them would be actually putting an incision into somewhere on the person's body to see if they would get like a reaction from it so <laughs> oh he was just sleeping my bed <laughs> you know what i mean like yo this this dude's just like you know in a coma or he's like sleeping or yeah as you said he's passed out for a short period of time yeah and you know imagine just waking up to your surprise to have like a massive nail just sticking out of your knee because the doctor wanted to know if you were dead or not it gives me the same energy as like the salem witch trials it's like right. well We'll burn you to see if you're a witch. <laughs> and if you don't burn, you're a witch. And if you do burn, we're sorry. Yeah. Not yeah. So, yeah. Like, so in, in regards to this, one of the big things is that they obviously put bells in the coffins. Uh, and whenever they put bells in the coffins, is so if somebody did, in the instance, wake up buried alive. They could ring the bell. They could ring the bell. And there would actually be somebody stationed stationed in the in the graveyard yeah like a grave digger how terrifying that'll be the worst like if do you want to dig it up is it a zombie is it a a live person that we've 
misburied. And if we have, they're going to be mad when we dig them up. Right. <laughs> like, it's so weird. I think there was actually an episode of The Simpsons as well, one of the Halloween Horror Nights, where it was the Rise of Zombies. Yeah. And, like, loads of, like, the bells were ringing. Yeah. Which is kind of, like, creepy, if you think about it. Like, the reality of that is absolutely insane. Horrible. Yeah. Completely insane. But I do, I do know that one. Yeah. So you do know that. I'm saying true. And you know that to be true. Well, you are correct. Yes. It is true. So yeah, as I said, just to kind of like recap on this, so following the excess of Mary Shelley's 1818 Gothic novel, loved ones of the recent deceased find themselves questioning what distinguished life from death. And it's called tapophobia, I think, which is the actual fear of being buried alive. Okay. Um. So yeah, it was it, kind of one of those things that spread all across the land. One particular story came from Mount Edgecombe family uh, telling the tale of Countess Emma. So Emma basically in 1761 was married. She had like a valuable ring that was buried with her. And then whenever grave robbers went to actually dig up the body to take the ring, Mm -hmm. uh, then they realized there was like scratching on the coffin, which is where this whole thing kind of... So they saved her? No. She was long gone. Oh, no. But they took the ring, though. So. Oh, well, at least that's something. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. <laughs> the ring had a happy ending. Yeah. So, yeah. So that is the first topic. It was a good spot to to say that it was actually accurate. So far, so good. Yeah, we're doing good. One for one. We'll get it. If I know all of them, that will be great. Okay. So there is one, and this is actually kind of one of the ones that I was talking about earlier, weirdly enough, that was circulating. Mm. On TikTok, I don't know if I've given this away of what it could be or what it might be, but there's this story of... Now, I'm going to tell you the story, and I'm not going to tell you the title of it. Okay. Okay. So, it was a strange story that recently originated in London Underground. Okay. Like the tubes? Like the tubes. Okay. So, there was this lady that got on a train, and as soon as she got on the train, she sat down in an empty carriage. And this guy came from one of the other carriages to her carriage and sat opposite her. This was late at night. She was going home from work. um, And she was a bit kind of, I guess, concerned that this dude... Of course, yeah. yeah, As you would be, especially in this day and age. uh, Just always, just like if someone decides to sit like directly near you on an empty carriage, it's weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird, like... For anybody who hasn't been, well, I guess, you know, worldwide, like, you know, the tube stations or whatever is just a very scary place at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns... Super isolated. Yeah, it turns from, like, a really kind of, like, busy place to, like, completely empty, just, like, very eerie. Yeah, very and eerie. echoey and just, like, generally creepy. Yeah, there was, like, a movie called Creep. I think it was released in 2007 by director, I think it was Christopher Smith. Um, dude's like notorious for horror movies, but it's a very, very scary, like movie. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's, well, there's two, there's two movies creep. I think one of them's on Netflix with the guy from, uh, I can't remember what it was. The League, maybe like a comedy dude who did that. And then there was a previous one, which is like an English kind of flick. But anyway, uh, creep, I think it's 2007. It don't matter. It don't matter. I was going to say, if you want to check it out, definitely check it out. It's freaky. But anyway, so she gets on the tube late at night. This guy comes in from one of the other carriages, sits down in her. Uh, sits down, sorry, opposite her. <laughs> sits on her. Nope. <laughs> We're not going there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so the next stop comes in and three people get on the train. So there's two guys and they're holding up their female friend who seems to be extremely intoxicated. Okay. Now, these two guys look like as if they're, like, on something other than alcohol. And they sit close to the guy who was uh, sitting opposite the girl. So mm-hmm. she's like basically got, like, you know, a view of all of this. And she's kind of, like, not making eye contact with any of them because... You don't, on the, you don't on the underground anyway. Yeah, because you got... Like, you don't really have much of a good choice here because you've obviously got, like, creepy dude who's just came on to the carriage... Or you've got three people who just look like as if they're about to, like, chew the face of each other. Okay. But obviously the the lady in the middle, the female friend, she's just not moving at all. She's completely, like, out, right? So this guy, the creepy guy, comes and sits right beside her. 
And as soon as he sits right beside her, he whispers in her ear, get off the next stop. I don't like this. Right. So she <laughs> is freaking the fuck out. I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah, for her? Yeah, no, just in general. <laughs> oh, so they, she's absolutely terrified. And she's very, like, compliant because there's no one there to help her. She's not going to ask these people for help. Mm -hmm. So he kind of, like, grabs her arm, gently escorts her out. And then whenever he escorts her out, he was just like, I have to tell you this. I'm a doctor. And that lady that was in between those two people, she's dead. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, so she's not alive. So this has originated back in 2017. Oh, goosebumps. goosebumps. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that is like an herbal legend that's basically called the corpse on the train. True or false? I think false because no way is a doctor that good and that confident to just eyeball a woman that two dudes are carrying and being like, she did. I just kind of want to know what expression she had in her face. Just you know, like, kind of like two a... cross eyes and they're trying to hang out. Like Cartoon Network. No, she did. Just like... <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. that exact face. He's like, no, I'm yeah. a doctor. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think any doctor, not a reputable one anyway, would be like, as a doctor, I can yeah. confirm she's dead by looking at her from across a train carriage. Yeah. That's, Maybe that that's like fake. His, his pickup line. Yeah, probably. I'm Smith, MD, massive dick, don't worry about it. No. MD, massive dick. Yes. You never heard that? Before? No. PhD? No. Yeah, I've heard that. All right, we're not going to go into the acronyms. Okay. Because it's not that type of podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so you're you're calling it fake? I'm saying that's fake. Okay. It's a pretty good story. Like, that's chilling. Yeah. Especially because, like, most of us have been in a situation like that. Yeah. So it's creepy, but no, I'm saying fake. Okay. You're correct? Yeah. You're very correct? Okay, cool. Um, see logic no you you got <laughs> the good logic and it kind of surprises me how you don't know much about herbal edges but you got enough gumption i think is the word to know you got gumption kid <laughs> you got it kid <laughs> but yeah like it's it's quite hard to determine because if i heard that story especially if it was on tiktok like how much stuff do you watch on tiktok and you're like man like and it's creepy shit and you're like that's fucking scary as hell yeah and that's real yeah do you know what i mean um and kind of like this is a good segue i guess into this before we get into our next topic um for anybody who is signed up to the patreon which is patreon.com forward slash ghost arcade you can actually get an extra episode uh from myself and rachel once a week uh, that is only exclusive to Patreons, both in audio and video format. So if you do want to go check that out, if you are enjoying the podcast so far, hey, go for it. And it's going to be really good. It's going to be really, <laughs> it's probably not. It's not. We're going to try, though. We're going to try. We haven't even had alcohol in this episode, so no. I think we're doing very good wits-wise. I'm on sparkling Sprite, so. Next one. Okay. So the next one that I have for you is a story. Yeah, this this one's pretty, pretty strange. And this originates from a college kind of setting. Um, I'm going to say that it's somewhere in Ohio. Okay. That this is kind of like originated the story of it. Um, basically, there are two girls who are sharing a dorm room. And the dorm room, basically, they're like polar opposites. I don't know if you're like familiar with the whole kind of like American school setting, but they just kind of pair you up with anyone oh, yeah. on yeah. a dorm. Mm-hmm. So two girls, polar opposite, one big studier, the other one big partier, just kind of there for like the... That's the worst. Right. Well, I mean, like a balance is good, but... Great need... for like a cheesy American movie, but in real life, terrible. Yeah, like, I don't know, man, like, they made American Pie look so good. Everybody wanted to, like, go to American college over here. And I was like, man, that sounds horrible. I I've been, hate it. Yeah, I've been hungover before. It's terrible. <laughs> After the first day. And those guys are, like, doing keg stands and stuff. I can't even do the handstand. Too old. You're past it now. That is true. My limbs would break. And my liver is already breaking. Broken. Yeah, broken. <laughs> That's the, well, breaking. It's not broke yet. But we're getting there. But anyway, so... Yeah, polar opposites in a dorm room. And uh, there is like a final exam. Like the finals are coming up. And one girl decides to stay at home 
and she's going to study the whole night. Whereas there's like a big like kind of end of semester party and the other girl wants to go out to the party. So she said, don't wait up for me. Just like, don't wake me up whenever you come back because I want to like get loads of sleep for the test tomorrow, the exam. And then that's it. She said in passing that one of her friends is going to come over and help her study. Okay. A guy in her class. Okay. So the girl goes out partying. She's having the best time of her life. She's drunk as shit and whatever else. And then she comes home at about two o'clock in the morning. Um, Whenever she comes back in, she opens and it's just dead silent in the dorm room. So like the setting of the dorm room is basically big, massive room, one bed to the right, one bed to the left, all their little like computers or whatever else. And knickknacks. Knickknack? Is that what you said? Knickknacks. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so she's she's walking in and more or less trying to find her feet. You know what it's like coming home drunk. Like, sure do. Yeah. Especially whenever you were like living with your parents, you think you're a ninja, but you're not. It's <laughs> it's like as if you're having like a WWE wrestling match with a sofa. This the chair. You're not quiet. You're not at all. But yeah, so she goes into the room trying to be quiet, falling over everything, not a sound. And she wants to kind of like tell her friend about the night that she had, right? Because they would usually like sit up and talk. But then she remembered that she said, yo, just don't bother me. So she goes to sleep and she hears like muffling throughout the night she thinks she's like her friends having like a nightmare or whatever she goes to turn on the light to go to the bathroom but then she doesn't want to wake up her friend so she goes to the bathroom without the light comes back in lies in sleeps wakes up the next morning and finds her friend slashed completely like a scene from scream slashed and written on the wall in her friend's blood Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? It's a good story. It's an urban legend. It's a story. good story. Yeah. I don't think so. No. But it's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what why why do you not think? What's your like? Because no matter how drunk you are, yeah. You're gonna know if someone's finger painting a little <laughs> message in blood on the wall Whoa, on no. the other side of the room. Do you know what I mean? Like, no matter how drunk you are, if she's if she's sober enough to come home and like consciously think, don't want to wake up my friend. I'll be quiet. I'll not turn on the light. Yeah. She's not she's not that bad. Right. So for another person to be on the other side of the room. Yeah. Just like, and how did the other person say to write the message? I just love, I love how you go straight away to the finger painting part and not the actual killing part. Well, to me, like, she could have been dead before the friend came home. Right. But for the killer to write, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light in blood on the wall? Yeah. For one, they would have had to have the light on to see that. Yeah. And two, your eyes adjust to the dark. Right. So you would see a shape moving around. Well, so I'm calling, I'm you, calling bullshit. You call BS? It's bullshit. All right, all right. Well, you are correct. Yeah, yes. it is an urban legend. This originally spawned uh, whenever people were essentially checking their own safety. I don't know if there's like a moral of the story or anything like this, but it's kind of like always be aware of your surroundings. Oh, yeah. There's like a variation of this as well, um, which is kind of creepy. I'm just going to touch on it slightly, which is humans can lick too. This person has a dog. Uh, the dog basically would always lick the person's hand to help them go to sleep because they would sleep on the floor. No, no, I hate that. Yeah, and then you can kind of get where the story no, goes. No, I don't want to know that one. I was, I was actually going to put that in as one. And I'm going to cry. Then I thought that. Really? As soon as I mentioned like licking at a dog, you're like, no. I'm going to cry. <laughs> so... Don't mind me, just back from a crying break. <laughs> you really want to introduce it back in like that? <laughs> I was going to pretend that it never happened. No, it's fine. All right, cool. Yeah, so like obviously these stories 
do hit close to home, especially if you do get that like imagery in it, because like how many times do you, I guess like people feel safe in their own kind of like environment. Yeah. And when that bubbles pop with stories like these, like, you know, home invasion or kind of like something that was there that you didn't know that was there. It just freaks people out. And that's it, why they're so, that's why urban legends are still around i feel like yeah because they have a way of like getting under your skin oh yeah because there's always like a little part of it that i don't know yeah it some- could be true it's yeah it's something that's real in your world that is like almost like the wool is pulled from your eyes you know that kind of thing is i that- think i just have too much of an overactive imagination like every single story you tell me like i i experience it yeah there and then yeah <laughs> That's like that's kind of cool to have that kind of I guess, like I don't know, man, like that imagination almost to kind of like follow along with a story like visually. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, we're gonna move on to another one, and my other one is gonna be. I'll try and hold it together. Let's <laughs> go. So there used to be this story at Halloween time that parents used to tell their kids, and. It was in regards to trick-or-treating. So parents would go out with kids trick-or-treating in Halloween in the suburbs, in America, Canada, and then obviously it's a worldwide kind of thing here. I think there's only a minority of like countries that wouldn't kind mm-hmm. of practice that or like religions or whatever else. But the main thing, like everybody knows what trick-or-treating is. And there was a big thing going around in the 70s uh, that there was like never accept candy from strangers because there could potentially be poison in it. So there's an urban legend of kids actually dying because of poison candy. That I've they seen trick or treat. You've seen trick or treat. I know this. <laughs> yeah. You, oh man. Trick or treat is such a great oh, it's movie. Such a good movie. Once again, like this is the third movie I think we've mentioned in this podcast and it's like, we're, Obviously, you got to reference these type of movies. If you have not seen Trick or Treat, out of all three of the recommendations that we've given, watch that movie. Wait till Halloween and watch that movie. Oh, it's movie. the best. It's my favorite Halloween movie. Yeah, <laughs> I would just recommend. The director does a great job. The whole thing is just amazing. Definitely go check it out. Check it out. But, yeah, so, Poison Halloween Candy. So I don't know. This one is a hard one because I feel like it's one of the oldest, okay, like most notorious urban legends. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Part of me thinks like some like insane person would do that from hearing the story even. Okay. But I don't know if it was ever actually true. I'm going to say true. All right. Purely because the last one was false. The last two were false. So I'm doing like multiple choice right. process so here. I'm this. like, I've ticked B for the last two. I'm going to tick A this time. Okay. <laughs> well, you're very good at playing this game because yeah? you are correct. Yes. Nice. So the, uh, the legend obviously was that people were handing out poisonous candy on Halloween. And the moral of the story as it was referenced in Trick or Treat, was always check your candy. Yeah. Um, so this story is kind of like a crazy one. I need to read this off because there's some, you know, facts that I haven't like completely memorized. But yeah, it was a murder of an eight-year-old Timothy Mark O'Brien. And basically he went out uh, at like, say, 8 p.m. on October 31st, 1974. And as a result of eating cyanide-laced pixie sticks, wow. which he got through trick-or-treating, he actually uh, had convulsions and, yeah, he uh, he died. And which, he was the only kid? Which is kind of weird. Yeah, so, like, it was a stroke of luck because there was loads of pixie sticks that were kind of given out. However, two specific pixie sticks uh, by this particular person was given out to both him and his sister. And it was a target on the two children. 
Specifically those two? Specifically those two. Oh, wow. It was a target on those, but however, she didn't eat the candy, he did, and as a result, he died, and she was still alive. That's sad, yeah. The the big twist in it is that it was uh, Ronald Clark O'Brien, the dad, the father, who actually poisoned the kids okay so i believe that he was in like uh financial debt if i'm not mistaken was the originating kind of like story behind it and then he took out life insurance on the kids and he gave out pixie sticks to like all the kids and i think that he must have either slipped it or he like gave it to the kids while they were trick-or-treating with him in the hope that they would eventually eat the candy and then die worst dad ever right Definitely not winning father. No. No. So, yeah, that was in Houston, Texas, uh, which is kind of nuts. So that kind of leaves us to your last urban legend, uh, which is actually something that you said earlier. And I kind of feel bad about it because it was an obvious choice, but I didn't know how, like, savvy you were with urban legends. Okay. And I'm just going to read out the urban legend. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. So, actually, I don't even need to read this out because this is, like, the oldest urban legend that I know. I think it's the first urban legend that I ever read. Um, essentially there's this lady who is driving from a college and she's driving home from college and she's trying to get home for spring break and she has to go down the highway. So there's like, you know, not a lot of like traffic or cars or whatever. And there's this car that's following behind her and this car keeps flashing the lights at her and she's like terrified, so scared. And she doesn't really know what to do, so she keeps driving faster, and this car keeps flashing the lights. And it would be, like, not all at the one time, just in intermittent periods. And then she comes up to this, like, gas station, and then whenever she goes up to the gas station, she basically runs out of the car, goes for the gas station door, it's locked, and this car comes up behind her, and she is terrified, Mm -hmm. screaming. And this person runs up to her, and they basically say, yo, there's somebody in the backseat of your car, with a knife and the only reason why I was flashing the lights was because every time they would come up I would distract them and they would go immediately down so police are called psychopaths arrested who happens to be from her college obsessed with her and yeah it is fake it is an urban legend yeah and moral of the story Always check the backseat. It's a good one, though. I think that's the first one I ever heard as well. Like, yeah. I remember being, I think it was in primary school. Yeah. And that one was going around. Yeah. And I mean, the only reason, I mean, obviously back then I was like, that's true. That's terrifying. Um, But now thinking about it, it's like, if he was going to kill her, why would a flashing light stop him anyway? Right. But it's a good story. It is a good story. Like, I think it came from the 70s as well, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or kind of like early days. Which is kind of weird because as you said that, I feel like as if people would be ballsy now, like narrating that, you know, like you, you would be like, you know, why did you just not fucking kill her in the first instance? <laughs> you know, just wait until she gets in her car, man, before she even starts the keys, you know, starts the car with her keys. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, so that is, uh, that's my herbal legends. I kind of want to like put this forward on people who are listening at the moment as well. If you have any specific urban legends or myths that you like, uh, please do get in contact with us. All our socials and stuff will be like listed in the podcast information or the YouTube information. And hey, we would like to hear from you and see who, uh, who's got some creepy urban legends for us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Some like obscure, like local ones, I think are always cool because they're ones you don't normally find if you're Googling. Oh, that'd be so good. Local yeah. urban legends. Local urban legends yeah. from your hometown. They're the best. Yeah. Completely. All right. So do you want to pop on to your topic and entertain me Stop let's see what reading my sheets I d- <laughs> all i see is highlight it like i didn't even highlight anything so i've got mine color coded and everything oh my god <laughs> okay well i feel nervous now because i may have the sheets but that's about all i have um <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why i was like business in the sheets business in the sheets <laughs> You know what they say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, man. Okay. So my topic mm -hmm. is a very, very tenuous link to your topic. Okay. Because you told me before we did the podcast, you were like, let's do urban myths and legends. Yeah. And my brain blanked out 
the word urban. And I was like, myths and legends. Yes. Okay. I know what I'm talking about. Let's research that. So I only have one. I have one topic, but it's pretty interesting. My topic is fairy rings. Okay. Do you know, have you heard of these before? No, I don't think so. Okay. So they're pretty common where we live in Ireland. Okay. Um, so basically, I'll give you a brief definition. So a fairy ring, also known as a fairy circle, or like a pixie ring, right, is a naturally occurring ring or arc of mushrooms, generally right. around a tree. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to start off in Iceland first. Oh, cool. All right. So wait a minute. So whatever, whatever we're talking about this, I kind of like exaggerated the old code just because I always think of these things whenever you say that it's Ireland, like fairies, leprechauns, the myth of the legend is always from specifically Ireland. Yeah. Except for like Tinkerbell or any kind of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just, I just remember hearing stories whenever I was younger of that kind of lore from, from Ireland, like fairies and myths. Yeah. So to have it from like somewhere like Iceland is kind of like strange because... Yeah, we just don't know as much about it. Yeah. Um, But basically, so why I thought this was cool is because you're talking about urban legends that may be true. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this is an absolute myth. Right. That has an element of truth to it. Okay. All right. Um, So I'm kind of like flipping it. You've colored me interesting. (laughs) But basically, so I'm going to read this because I won't be able to pronounce it right anyway. But... In Iceland, um, there's what they call huldefolk, okay, which is hidden people, which are basically like little elves or fairies or whatever you want to call them, but they are such an important part of like everyday Icelandic life that basically like I, f- I found this topic because there was a giant highway that they were trying to build through Iceland, right. And they stumbled upon this big rock, which is like the home of the Hulda folk. Right. And all the locals were like, you got to go around it. You can't move the rock because of the little people that are there. Right. And of like, obviously the builders were like, we don't care. How long ago was this? Like 2017. So this is recent? Oh yeah. Like it's happening all the time. Holy shit. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, the builders were like, we don't care. Yeah. We're going to build because we need to go this way. Um... And all this like awful stuff started happening to them. So eventually they had to like reroute, reroute the the entire motorway. Right. Just to go around this one rock. And this has happened like several times. So let me get my notes properly. So this was like in the north of Reykjavik. Yeah. So like capital city. So like it's not like it's in rural countryside where... It's all like farmers and old people and right. This is like this top is like city. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they're like a very intelligent kind of like country. Like they're they're like laws and policies and everything is just so well put together. So something. Yeah, it's like not, this is yeah. just. It's like a twenty first century country. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, but basically, there's like these people that are like seers that can communicate with them. Okay. And contractors have actually brought in these people to communicate with the elves to see where they can build to guide them to guide them as to where they can build and where they can put their motorways and this is this goes above like government legislation like these people are more important to the contractors that is so messed up <laughs> like you could literally be anybody be like oh yes i can i could speak to uh, elves fairies fairies i could speak to the fairies yeah but can you because well, that might anger the fairies Right. Oh, okay. So, the, like, these... But how... Like, where right, are your so, qualifications? Right. So, listen here. So, like, even non-believers, basically, will listen and heed the warning as to not anger these little people. Right. Um, But in the 1970s, for example, uh, there was plans to move one of these rocks out of the way. Yeah. And the bulldozer inadvertently crushed a water pipe feeding a fish farm 70,000 trout perished overnight and there was like loads more freakish accidents that happened right um and one of the workmen like that was working at the time said he still has like terrible bad luck to this day he's net from that moment on 
because luck's always been really bad. Um, like machines break down. I think even there was one in like the 19, let me double check the year. Yeah, the 1980s. So first of all, it was like the 1930s. Right. Um, that they tried to like move one of these rocks. Yeah. All this bad stuff started happening. They abandoned it, picked it up again in the 1980s. Instantly, machines started breaking down. People started getting sick. TV crews came out to try and film it. Their cameras wouldn't work when I pointed it at the rock. That is so bizarre. Yeah. So this, like, just to kind of, like, recap on this. So this is a myth. Solely a myth. Yeah. Of, like, fairies. These hulda folk. Yeah. Hulda folk. And, like, I'm assuming they have the same principles of, like, the Irish kind of fairy. Is that right? Or would they be, like... Well, they're, they're like, yeah, they're, like, spirits or little fairies or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, But they're generally, like, mischievous. But if you get on the wrong side of them... Right. They'll mess you up. Okay. Fuck. So, obviously, like, listen to that. You're like, well, they're not real. Yeah. It's a myth. But the coincidences and the so fact many. that... They're like actual industries and governments yeah. are heeding to this. Yeah. Means there has to be something, whether it's just I don't know, like the pressure of the folklore. Right. And almost like a peer pressure from the townsfolk. Yeah. But then how do you explain all the weird like mishaps that happened with the buildings and the camera equipment and whatever? It's it's quite bizarre because if one thing had happened then like what what's the saying they're like what first time is bad luck second time's a coincidence and then third time is an evil fairy yeah yeah that is the exact quote that i was talking <laughs> about. but no like it's so bizarre to me because i think and correct me if i'm wrong and this is gonna be like a really bad movie reference um but there was a recent movie that was put on netflix with will farrell uh about, oh, uh, about Husevik? Yeah. The Eurovision movie? Yeah, the Eurovision movie. Don't they not, like, have Holden Folk in it as well? Yeah. They do, Yeah, they, they leave out little gifts for the... Yes, yeah. yes. And they took it really serious. And I was just... Because before, like, as soon as you mentioned it, it didn't really ring with me. And then afterwards, I was kind of thinking about the bad luck aspect of it. And then I remembered that movie. But they actually do genuinely believe in this. Genuinely. And to the to the fact that you will see, I think if you look on Google Maps, whatever you will see, their giant highways suddenly swerve around a rock or a bit of land, and it's just for that, and it's purely for that. That is so insane, man. Honestly, that's insane because, like, like a myth here or a myth anywhere, people would be like, like the likes of once again Bigfoot, that kind of stuff. You know. He, I don't think he has that much notoriety. He has notoriety in the fact is in he's like a mysterious, you know, beast or whatever that roams the forests of America. However, you know, he hasn't disrupted forests getting like torn down or hunters like, you know, hunting or like whatever they they do for like animals or whatever. And then you have an actual city building a highway. From the government being completely, like, undermined by a myth. Yeah, exactly. So, I thought that was pretty cool. That's, I, that is awesome. That is insane. So, leading it back to Ireland, um, where you're probably more familiar with, like, like you were saying, like, the Irish legends of, like, fairy folk or little people. Yeah. Um, so, according to, like, National Folklore, Folklore Archives, up until really recently... Um, every community in Ireland believed in like local spirits and fairies and whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's like a pretty big thing, like in Ireland, I think like a lot of tourism stems oh, from yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so fairies we're known for that anyway. Yeah. So obviously now we know of like, like fairy forts, which are like little mounds, um, in the ground as you know, people might like brand them as, oh, that's like where fairies lived or whatever. Now we know that they were like early settlements. Right. Yeah. Um, but even at that, they still carry a little bit of weight to them. And the fact that they were like burial grounds in a lot of times. Yeah. Thinking even from like a ghost's 
point of view, if you want to believe in like hauntings and the power of that, yeah, they still hold a little bit of weight. But basically fairy rings looping back. So these are like naturally occurring little mushroom rings on the ground. Okay, yeah. Uh, usually around like a hawthorn tree. Okay. And hawthorn trees and like Irish like folklore or whatever, they're believed to be like very healing trees anyway. Like there's a lot of benefits you can have from like consuming them. Yeah. Um, and again, scientifically, we know that the mushrooms can grow in like circle like pattern and that's usually what they're for but in mythology all over the world a lot in europe so we've got like french witches circles which is hexen ring in german um like walpurgis night and like dutch superstition they say that's where the devil sets milk churn um some people say that there's like a dragon that breathes fire and creates the ring so it's it's pretty widespread in folklore mythology yeah. all around Europe. Can I just stop you for a second? Yeah. Did you see devil's milk? <laughs> so if I'm reading here, it says, in Dutch superstition, it claimed that the circles show where the devil set his milk churn. Like from his tate? I don't know. Maybe. I'm just getting the weirdest imagery. that You were talking about like imagery with your like you know, herbal edges and stuff. Yeah. All I'm getting is just like, you know, like Satan's just like, oh yeah, yeah. three o'clock, I got to burn, you know, Hitler and the rest of the people down in hell. Four, I need to milk the old uh, tatas and then... Put it in the churn. Yeah, <laughs> put it in the churn. And then number five, yeah, just probably going to take a nap, you know. Sorry, all, was... all in all a good day. <laughs> uh, just another but, day uh, in hell. But yeah, sorry, go on. But yeah, so... Um, yeah, if you look pretty much across any, especially European folklore, you'll find some reference to a fairy ring. Right, yeah. Um, but the interesting thing is that a common strand is that they're really dangerous to enter. Okay. So if you break the line, if you cross over into the fairy ring, you've entered the fairy's territory. Uh, so you'll get bad luck, a curse, whatever from that. Um, and a really common part of Irish mythology is this farmer that built his barn on a fairy ring, despite warnings from locals saying you can't do it, you'll be cursed. Um, and one night he just loses his mind, uh, goes absolutely insane. A fairy doctor recommended by the locals has to come out, talk some sense into him, manages to calm him down. And the farmer is struck with an overwhelming urge and he has to burn down his barn. Holy shit. And that's really, that's really common. Like it's, again, it's an urban legend. Right, right. Okay. So it doesn't have a specific timestamp? No. No. Well, I think Oscar Wilde wrote about it. So. Right. Long time. But uh, I guess that's what you call like a local urban legend. Yeah. Uh, But it's, it's pretty widely believed to be true. Yeah. Um, Because of the effects of the fairy rings. But uh, yeah, you basically can't destroy a fairy ring. It'll right. grow back. There's no point, and you'll just be struck with a curse. So it's like it's kind of like linked in with the holding folk as such, in, in the sense is in like instead of like a rock, the fairy ring represents like, what would you say it would be like a like a portal? Well, like basically, a... it's yeah. So you would call it the she in Irish. Okay. Um, which is like the. the the gateway to the she which is like the fairy world yes interestingly that's where banshee comes from okay ban in irish is woman and she is like the fairy realm so it's like woman of the fairy realm oh okay um so that's where the banshee comes from man i'm learning so much <laughs> pretty awesome, yeah. <laughs> thanks for those three years of irish in school <laughs> um but yeah so linking in with iceland uh, there was a huge motorway that was meant to, I think it was like near Cork or somewhere. Okay. It was meant to be like a Dublin to Cork or Kerry or whatever, like huge express highway that was going to cut right through. Like, do you know, like the Rings of Kerry and yes, the yeah. really famous preserved places because they have like such a mythological like history behind them. Yeah. Uh, it was going to cut right through the middle of them. 
and all the locals were like not a fucking chance you're gonna set the spirits on us it's not gonna happen and yeah local opposition it was scrapped so same again like, Just like Iceland, yeah. corporations don't always get the way even though they're the ones with money because the locals or whatever are still too afraid of, because of the myth of the myth yeah. yeah so loads of like despite there not being any like hard facts for this yeah there's loads of like anecdotal evidence that would suggest there's something more behind these like myths and legends okay um so one last thing which i thought was super cool was you've heard of the delorean obviously is it like Morning McFly, Back to the Future, yeah, yeah. So you know the way that car was manufactured in Belfast? Yes. Like the DeLorean, John DeLorean was the owner of the of the car company and he had his, his headquarters here in Belfast. Yeah. Um. So whenever he was building his factory, there was a lone hawthorn tree in a field, like just one hawthorn tree with a, a ring of mushrooms around it. Okay. And all the locals were like, you have to leave it. You have to build around it. And obviously him being a businessman, manufacturer, didn't care. He was like, nope, bulldozed it straight down. Built his factory on there. Obviously, hugely successful, back to the future. Yeah. Car is still iconic today. Yeah. But I don't know if you know much about what happened to him. I know, like, honestly, just as you were saying that, I was about to say, whenever you mentioned his name, there's like a documentary coming out. Oh. On Soon? think it's on bbc okay um it's not a docu-series i don't think it's like a full documentary on just almost the downfall of john delorean yeah so i like before that it was just an advertisement that i seen and before that i didn't even know there was no downfall i didn't either i just kind of thought it like faded away yeah but basically like there's a lot more to it but basically he went horribly bankrupt Okay. Like, couldn't get money from any investors. Like, a series of really unfortunate events, um, that led like led to the loss of like thousands of jobs and millions of pounds, whatever. But on top of that, he also got involved in an FBI like drug bust. Right. Um, there was like a sting operation that he got embroiled in, where he had to like try and like out these drug dealers, and it was a whole big mess. Um, a car salesman. Yeah. Basically, all these bad things kept happening to him, led to the bust of his company, lost everything. Yeah. And a lot of people put that down to the fact that he didn't listen to the like the warnings of the locals and ran over this one Hawthorne tree. And of course, we'll never know. Yeah. But it still adds if to... we tie it with everything else. It's pretty strange. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my take on it. Like you've got the urban legends that are a lot more truth than fiction yes. i've got the myths that are maybe a lot more fiction with a little bit of truth i think like both of them round together well because urban legends as i said are like kind of like more in your face and close to home in the aspect is in close to you personally as a person whereas like myths such as that is close to your culture and well, like, our culture, I guess, with the, the kind of Irish kind of aspect to it. And, well, obviously, Iceland and Ever, stuff as Like, well. all, all around the world, though, if, if you look at wherever you're from, if you look up fairy rings, I bet there's some reference to it. Yeah, it's some other. Even, of, like, the Philippines have reference, references to it. I think you, like, lose your eyes or something if you cross a fairy ring, I think I read. It's so... So there's a lot, there's a lot worldwide. Yeah, it's just, it's so cool how that is something similar to like a ghost or similar to like a spirit where you can't see it there's kind of slight you know indications that it may be there in the the world today it's a fairy tale really at the end of the day well literally a fairy tale. literally a fairy tale yeah but yeah like for just the coincidence of of the whole bad luck spiral for both Iceland, DeLorean, you know, many more, I would assume, have been affected by it as well. And it's just so bizarre. Yeah, there's something there, I think. Like, it couldn't just be a coincidence at all. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. We'll never know. So yeah, just to kind of like, I guess, bring the podcast to a close, 
Um, it's kind of cool that urban legends are still alive and thriving today. And it's really freaking cool that these myths are literally thriving even more, I guess, because, you know, at the end of the day, I could tell you something that I heard from a friend that doesn't exist and you'll believe that, but somewhere along the line, it'll like almost get extinguished or it'll just turn into something completely different. It mutates. Yeah. Yeah. It mutates. Whereas your take on the myths and that kind of like folklore as such will always stay like, like static. I mean, I think they're like two strands of the same vein. I mean, if you wanted to, you could like say this is like the first form of urban legend going back hundreds of years. Yeah, well, that's true, actually. Yeah. So but it's just however it, it mutates as it gets passed down through generations, I think, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess um, I guess we'll round it up there anyway. I hope, I hope you've enjoyed. hope you've enjoyed. I have enjoyed. Cool. Have well, you enjoyed? No, I'm in pain. I'm terribly <laughs> in pain. This shirt is way too tight. It's way too warm in here. Um, but no, I hope if you have been uh, watching this uh, on YouTube, please do hit subscribe, like, uh, leave us a comment on Urban Legends, myths, anything we've discussed, folklore, whatever you have that kind of like, you know, tickles your brain or your funny spooky places. That sounds wrong. Um <laughs> And yeah, let us know. And if you are listening to this, please do um, make sure to give us a thumbs up, uh, rate us if it does have a rating. And yeah, I just kind of want to read out, uh, I guess, a few names on the Patreon. Uh, We'll go for that. Just kind of want to say once again, if anybody does want to check out the Patreon for any extra additional benefits, uh, straight after this podcast, we will be recording our Patreon podcast for the Patreon exclusives. So, yeah, I want to say houses uh, one, two, two, one. Thank you so much for your Patreon subscription. Shannon Williams, uh, thank you so much for yours. On the tier threes, we have Tom Whitfield. Uh, we appreciate you very much. And Kat, we appreciate you as well. Guys, thank you so much for signing up to Patreon. If you are interested in it, please do uh, hit us up. Or if you got any inquiries, hit us up as well. Um, I'm going to leave our socials in the links as well. Uh, I am Ghost Arcade on Instagram, Twitch, uh, Twitter, TikTok, whatever formats you find me on. Uh, I think we're, what plugs would you like to? Uh, I'm really only on Instagram. Yeah. So Alexander Bones, uh, if you're interested, but it's not a whole lot on there. <laughs> Don't worry. There's not a whole lot on mine either. But yeah. So anyway, if you do want to hit us up or anything like that, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, I guess stay spooky. Stay safe. Stay safe. And stay aware. <laughs> Always check your backseat. Always check your backseat. Always check your backseat for candy, right? And, and never... your strangers for backseats. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> never talk to doctors on trains who are sleeping. And don't let people lick your fucking hand. <laughs> don't cry again. <laughs> don't let people lick your hand. Oh. <sighs> Uh, All right. And on that note, goodbye.